0: welcome to the might sound wild podcast i'm ron wayne scott
1: and i'm april loyal
0: and memorial day was earlier this week so uh that's sort of the unofficial kickoff to the summer season so we decided that this week we are going to offer some tips on shooting outdoors during these hot summer months and we'll get to that coming up next.
1: Hey guys it's Brianna LaCosta. I'm the social media manager for Mountain Escape, Shore Shooters and Might Sound Wild. I want to invite you to stay connected with us. We post regularly and we want to see you interact with us. You can find Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube.
0: This week we are talking about summer photography tips and I'm going to start this off by first of all saying take care of yourself and -hmm. that means to bring plenty of water and sunscreen. So don't forget those if you're going to be shooting outdoors during the summer months. Uh, Figure up how long you're going to be outside and then make sure you bring enough water to take care of you during. I'm going to add to
1: your water tip Ron because as many years in the wedding industry I would always bring a cup of water because I drink better out of a straw and I drink um, water from my house. And what would happen was that wouldn't be convenient to carry around because it would spill. So I would end up leaving my cup in the car the whole time and not having access to water for like seven, eight hours Unless someone gave me a bottle at the wedding, which is unlikely. So, if you're a cup, if you drink out of a cup, if that's your regular thing, just remember on wedding days or days when you're going to have a long haul, that's not going to work. You're going to have to break your rule and bring actual bottles. And then, one other thing to add to your water, the water rule is it only takes a drop of water. To mess up laptops and equipment, and I've learned That's this the true. hard way. So, do not stick your water bottle in your bag ever. Yeah. I wouldn't even recommend keeping it on the side if you can help because condensation. If you don't have a really thick bag, yeah, I um lost a laptop on the way to China from one drop of water.
0: That's all it time. takes.
1: Yeah, so don't underestimate that. Make sure that you have um, water somewhere more handy um, not in your backpack with your stuff. And then, um, I know you're ready to move on with this, but I would also look into a higher pH water. You can get those at the gas station. Um, most of you guys okay. know that, but if you get more, um, a water with more electrolytes, it's going to help you throughout the day more than just the average water used yeah. to water was all pretty much the same, but that's just not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, so a higher quality water cost about the same. Um, just get the ones with the ele- added electrolytes and it'll keep you hydrated.
0: Yeah. And let me just add, I hope nobody's drinking alcohol while they're on a shoot, but, uh, alcohol, coffee, that kind of stuff dehydrates you. Mm-hmm. So they're not a replacement for water. So and always to make grab, sure you have the water.
1: I used to grab ice lattes on the way to weddings all the time because I would think I needed that energy boost. Yeah. And I think it was a mistake. I think it it dehydrated me. Yeah, the
0: caffeine does dehydrate you. So um, coffee, that kind of stuff, not a good replacement for water. So it's fine to take a coffee along with you to get the energy, but just make sure you've got water too. Don't be drinking coffee all day while you're doing an eight hour outdoor wedding.
1: You're also right about the sunscreen because you and I did a couple of midday weddings years ago at the beach because we feel bad for people who claimed they had to get married at this weird hour
0: that wasn't good
1: for lighting. And we would end up caving and doing it back then. And I remember leaving a few times, pretty sunburned.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gotten some pretty good sunburns from shooting outdoors. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, so as many of you know, uh, our business shore shooters, beach photography is beach photography. And uh, so we're out on the beach and Let's just talk about some tips for those of you who may be shooting on the beach this year as far as, uh, I guess, let's start off with the time of the day to shoot.
1: Yeah, we've always been able to hold fast to the rule around shore shooters that we only shoot the first and last light, you know, for about 45 minutes, really. It's not even a full hour. So at the beginning of the day, from the time the sun comes up, and that changes obviously throughout the year. So that from the time the sun is coming up, you only have about a 45 minute window that we consider optimal lighting. And that can kind of be your excuse. And same at the end of the day, you've got about 45 minutes before the sun goes down. Yeah. That can be your excuse because it really is make or break for quality of photos. That can be your excuse too to avoid the hottest times of day you know, profusely yeah. sweating there's, for you and your client.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a whole long list of reasons why mm-hmm. you should do shoots on the beach at sunrise and sunset. Um, like you said, the lighting is the best. Because uh, mm-hmm. if you go out on the beach in the middle of the day, when that sun is directly overhead, you're not even going to be able to see what's in the background. You're not Mm -hmm. gonna be able to see the water back there because the pictures are gonna be so blown out that you're gonna end up with just a solid white background.
1: Even those hours that are like closer to sunrise and sunset times, if it's like say eight a.m. or nine a.m. Oh yeah, it's still too bright. And it is especially at the beach. I think you can I think there's, you know, lead way in different scenarios. But we've kind of even found at certain locations with our mountain escape business in Tennessee, we've kind of encouraged our photographers to stick to that rule if they're not under a tree canopy or anywhere. Um, The exception is streams and stuff that are heavily woods, you know, trees, things like that can change the lighting situation. Well, even,
0: even if you're under trees, it can still come back to bite you because if you don't have a solid cover... Overhead, right. and that sun is in a position where it's directly up in the sky, you're going to have splotches of light mm-hmm. coming through those trees. So it's always uh, a
1: challenge. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about multi group subjects. It's, a, I mean, I can understand trying to finagle things with like a single person or even maybe a couple. But yeah. when you've got families and you've got three or four individuals or more, chances of getting them all in the same lighting. You know, right like you're gonna you're gonna
0: have problems if you have multiple people like you said mm-hmm. you can you can position one person to make it look good but mm-hmm. when you're talking seven eight ten or more people somebody's going to be in bad lighting uh no matter how you position them so and honestly
1: uh, i think another thing to consider with that middle day heat we're talking about summer heat, months here. that was going to be is, my
0: next point
1: it's, it's, it's kind of like no matter the condition or shape that you were in as a photographer, you don't know the condition and shape of your client. And there's been times right. where I've had families for sure shooters in the past ask if they could start early against my better judgment. When I was younger, I would let them persuade me to add, you know, 15 minutes to the shoot or something yeah. because they thought they didn't have enough time. And I yeah. would nervously watch some of my clients, struggle out there. And I was scared that they were going to maybe pass out from either oh, heat I know. or, you know, walking in sand if you're in the mountains or a different climate and people are visiting and they're your clients, they may not be used to walking at higher elevations or walking in sand or anything that could maybe, you know, just be a challenge to them. And then sure. you add the heat on top of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You never know it, what you're going to get into and you don't want to be responsible for someone you know, passing out or something.
0: Well, you said earlier, even eight o'clock in the morning can be brutal for a shoot. And I've told this story on this podcast before many, many years ago uh, when I was still shooting, I had a client who just was very persistent that she was not going to be able to get out there at sunrise. She wanted the morning shoot, but There's no way that we can have everybody ready before six o'clock in the morning. So we've got to push it back. And I was still kind of new to the business at that time. And I didn't stand up for myself. And I kind of let her talk me into pushing it back a little while. They ended up being late on top of that after I'd already allowed them to start later They were about 30 minutes late getting there, even for the pushed back start time. We were, uh, well, for those of you who are in the Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, Alabama Gulf Coast area, you're probably familiar with the location that I'm talking about. We were at the Alabama Point Public Beach in Orange Beach, Mm -hmm. which if you're familiar with that location, you know it's a pretty long walk to get from the parking lot out to the beach. So by the time we got out there, it was already almost 90 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. The sun just beaming right down on us. We spent maybe 10 minutes out there. The lady who booked it looked over at her husband. He was completely covered in sweat. I mean, his hair was soaked. His shirt was soaked. She looked at her husband, then looked at me and said, I think we're done. Mm-hmm. because she just knew that there was no way that those pictures were going to look good with her husband completely covered in sweat.
1: And look, they're going to be like, can you Photoshop that? No,
0: right. I cannot
1: Photoshop your husband's entire body and hair and shirt and everything. No. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the misery that's on his face. I cannot Photoshop that. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, that was that was the thing. Not only was a guy covered in sweat, but you could just tell from the expression on his face that he was just miserable.
1: Yeah. I think when people consider clients like that, they're like, well, we're, we're going to the beach anyway. You know, we'd have a whole day at the beach and we're fine. Well, you guys aren't wearing clothes. You're wearing bathing suits. You're going swimming. You know, you're drinking cold drinks and you know, you might have a beach umbrella. It's not the same going out, taking pictures, dressed up, wearing makeup, having your hair done. It is not the same. You're, you're not in a relaxed state when you're taking pictures. So you're not you know, you're, you're a little more stressed out, which causes you to sweat more. Yeah. Um, there's just a million reasons why it won't work. So I guess yeah, the advice I'll, here is don't allow clients to bend your rules. You know yeah. what the rules are, set them and stick to them.
0: I'll add one more point to the sun is, especially on the beach, if you go out there when that sun is really high up in the sky, everybody's going to be squinting
1: in their yeah. pictures
0: Mm-hmm. You got to get it when that sun is either coming up or going down to where it's not as harsh because mm-hmm. you shoot in that harsh sun when that sun is up in the sky. There's no way to avoid the squinting. And mm-hmm. that's something that our office staff has to deal with all the time because. And when I was handling all of the client emails and phone calls and all of that, I used to get emails and phone calls all the time from people saying, well, we've got little ones and they're not going to be good first thing in the morning at sunrise and sunset is past their bedtime. So we need to do it at five, six o'clock, whatever, a couple of hours before sunset and I used to just always I I would explain the squinting thing and I would explain to them that the squinting is gonna be especially bad on the little ones because you can't take a two-year-old out there and put them in that bright sun and say now don't squint.
1: Right. Yeah that's not
0: gonna work. So
1: yeah.
0: Um so normally when I explained it that way to people then that made a little bit more sense. And I would tell them, just make sure the little ones take a nap. At, put them down for a nap at about three o'clock and yeah. let them take a good nap. And then they'll be ready to go at seven o'clock.
1: Yeah. Just give them some tips, whatever you think works for families, especially, or people with little ones. Um, give them some tips on to, you know how they can make it work for them. Because just about everyone has the same excuses it's either you know something to do with dinner or naps or bedtime or you know there's always a reason nobody likes to get up especially on vacation which is 99 of our clients that come here but yeah so it's always worth it
0: it is yeah if you are a customer and or you're somebody who's wanting family pictures on the beach or anywhere outdoors during the summer months understand when your photographer says that we have to do it at this specific time, they're not saying that to be mean or to work it around other things in their schedule. They're telling you that, because that's when you're gonna get the best pictures.
1: I mean, think about it, the photographer doesn't wanna be out late or early either, probably.
0: Right, yeah, the (laughs) photographer probably doesn't wanna set their alarm clock for 5 a.m. either. Right, uh, exactly. And at night, they'd probably much rather be out having dinner with their friends than Mm -hmm. being out taking pictures on the beach, but they're doing this because that's when you're gonna get the best pictures. So we'll take a quick break here and then we'll come back with some more summer photography tips.
1: Hey guys, it's Michelle Hatcher. I'm chief editor for Might Sound Wild, Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape. We're growing our team this year and looking to partner with some new photographers. We could specifically use some people in areas like the Outer Banks, North Carolina, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, Clearwater and Sarasota, Florida, and also along the Gulf Coast in areas like Panama City Beach, 30A, Navarre, and Destin. If you're looking to fill in your schedule or make some extra money, we would absolutely love to help. So fill out an application at Mightsoundwild.co, and I'll personally get back in touch with you. All right, we're back talking about summer tips for photography and um, some things to avoid and some things to consider whenever you're um, shooting during these really hot months. A good portion of the country is also dealing with humidity at this time of year. And that combination between heat and humidity and um, running our air conditioners more inside brings up a really um, valid thing that happens to all of us, especially here in the South. And that is especially when you're going to go out for sunrise, but it, this also happens at night.
0: Is it can that happen you, at night as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, when you leave your equipment in your house all day, and your house is, chances are your house is pretty cool, really yeah. cool inside, yeah. and you step outside to shoot, you're going to immediately get f- fog over your lens. But yes. to talk about that even more, the nightmare is when – your camera hasn't had time to adapt to the outside heat and that can take a long time. Sometimes that can take 30 minutes to an hour. It can. Sometimes what'll happen is the inside mirror of your camera body will get fogged over. And there is almost no way to There's bounce nothing, back from that.
0: Nothing you can do about that. Uh, if because it's you just can't on the outside <laughs> Yeah, if it's on, if it's just on the outside of your lens, you can wipe that off. But mm-hmm. if it's the inside you can't wipe that fog off of there. So I
1: have learned this. I have went into so many panics. This mostly has happened to me at sunrise, and I think that's because I generally only wake up about thirty minutes before I'm supposed to head out the door. Because I'm one yeah. of those that'll drink my coffee on the way, and so when I wake up, I'll put my bag outside or in the car. But that's not always enough time because I've lived so close the beach um, for the camera to you know adapt. And I have been standing on the beach with clients and I'm just sweating bullets because I'm sitting here panicking, not wanting to let them know that the inside mirror of my camera has fogged up. Well, two ways that can happen. I was amateur enough to know the first time that this happened to me, the outside lens was fogged up, which is standard, normal. I kept wiping it and it kept not adapting. So the fog just kept coming back over, coming back over. So I stupidly opened my camera, you know, changed the lens yeah, thinking that I could avoid the problem. And what happened was that moisture hit the inside of my camera
0: and, and then- it
1: was not going to rectify itself within the amount of time that I had. Like we were talking about the lighting. you yep. only got about 45 minutes of good light and I'm out there struggling trying to get my camera um, I don't even remember what happened with that one. I think I somehow pulled it off, but that was a terrible situation. It's, um, that's actually that's happened to so me several times. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and this can happen to you at night. This can happen to you in any part of the country where you're dealing with humidity. Um, well,
0: I've I've even had situations where the humidity will change during a shoot. That's and true. Cause. Um, back before you started shooting for shore shooters, there was another girl that used to take my overflow work and i remember one night she and i were both at the same beach that i was talking about earlier alabama Mm -hmm. point in orange beach and we're both out there shooting in the same spot and i look around and i see this huge cloud coming from gulf shores heading toward orange beach and when that big cloud that big black cloud got almost to where we were both of our cameras fogged up at the same time yep just because it was such a the moisture cloud yeah Mm -hmm. that cloud changed the humidity so much that we both just fogged up at the same time and unfortunately there's not a whole lot you can do about that
1: that's true because once it hits it depends on how so one thing i've noticed is the heavier your lens is, the more glass that your lens has. Yeah. The worse it affects you. Um, so like my 35 millimeter is highly affected and almost impossible to use if moisture gets a hold of it. Yeah. Whereas my 85 is a little less quality, the glass isn't as heavy. That one I can usually get, you know, wipe with my shirt enough to kind of get it to come back. Yeah. Um, so that's usually the one I end up using and go- and going for. But let's just tell you what the solution is to this. Yeah.
0: One. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Let's, let's talk about the solution to how you can prevent that lens from fogging up as soon as you walk out on the beach.
1: Yeah. So you need to let your camera have, I'd say at least an hour or two to adapt to the outdoor temperature. Don't forget to open. So if you're driving to the, to your location and you've got your bag in the car, number one, you probably want to put it in the trunk or the very rear of your car where it's yeah. not exposed to any air conditioner. Also, you need to unzip it because yeah. that's another mistake I've made where I've ridden with it in the back, but then when I go to unzip it, I can feel the cold air from my house still right. in the bag.
0: The, the cold air stays inside of that camera bag. Mm-hmm. And when you unzip it, that cold air is going to come out and that humidity is going to go in.
1: Yeah. So lay it, if you have one of those bags that lay down or if, it, you know, whatever it kind of is, just open it completely up, let everything get exposed. Another thing I do and everybody might do not want, feel comfortable doing this, but I go ahead and take my lens cap off or work. You know, I don't even have a lens cap half the time, but <laughs> I take my lens cap off when I'm walking, talking to my family, yeah. walking down to where we're going to shoot where I'm standing out you know that there's a good like 5 sometimes 10 minutes or more of just introductions just getting you know just getting sure. chatty and i've got the glass exposed to the temperature During that whole time, if you're, um, we don't recommend that you leave your cameras in your vehicles overnight, unless you just really live out somewhere like Ron does where you feel (laughs) comfortable. You don't live around a lot of people. We don't recommend that. We've, we've known plenty of people to get their cars broken into. So, um, but give yourself the optimal time. So if you, if you have a sunrise or even a sunset, as soon as you wake up, the first thing you need to do before you eat, before you have coffee, before you do anything is you need to take your bag out to your car or set it outside and, your door, you know, whatever it is that you can do to get it exposed. to the Yeah.
0: Get it, get it out there as early as possible to get yeah. it used to that humidity. And the thing is, if you're doing a sunrise shoot and it's, I mean, keep in mind before the sun comes up, that's going to be the coolest part of the day. So if you can drive to your shoot without air conditioning, mm-hmm. roll those windows down. And just don't down, even, yeah. don't even run the air conditioner in your car, mm-hmm. go into the chute. As go ahead long and let the
1: humidity in your car.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, don't, don't do that if it's a hundred degrees, because you don't want to show up all sweaty and stinky <laughs> when you meet your client. So, uh, but if the temperature is not too bad, just turn the air conditioner off, roll the windows down and use that time to let your camera get used to the humidity.
1: Do you know it's kind of funny? Side note: Do you know that I've shot in such high altitude and such cold weather many times that my camera stopped working because it was so cold. I remember cold?
0: you telling me that
1: that's happened to me a bunch of times. I,
0: I think it happened to you in, high peaks. Yeah, yeah, I think it happened to you in Tennessee one time.
1: Yeah, it? yeah, many times. And sometimes I'm out there with a client. I, um, in case that happens to you, the fastest thing for me to get my camera to come back to normal temperature was to put it inside of my shirt next okay. to my body. Okay. Uh, just in case that yeah your body
0: generates heat so <laughs> yeah yeah just stick yeah, yeah, it just right down, down your, my
1: shirt yeah yeah, for my use, yeah use your
0: body yeah. heat to warm your camera up
1: yeah, yeah yeah but um back to summer things so you know lens fogging and the mirror of your actual camera fogging is something that's real it almost always happens the next thing is just kind of a tip for your clients um we have to almost explain this to every family that comes in Um, and even if you're not dealing with tourists, if you're just dealing with locals, um, just, uh, remind people that it's important to take pictures before, um, they're exposed to a lot of sun. So if they have like events where they're going on a boat or their kids play sports, in our case, people are coming on vacation and they're going to get sunburned. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, you want to shoot before then for obvious reasons. Um, yeah,
0: if you're, if you're working with a family who owns a boat, Don't let them schedule their photo shoot the day after they've spent the day out on the boat because chances are somebody's gonna get sunburned and Mm -hmm. then they're not gonna like those pictures. It really just
1: looks awful, those tan lines. People always ask you if you can Photoshop tan lines. I'm like, I'm about to take over a hundred photos. I don't wanna Photoshop tan lines. That's
0: a lot of Photoshopping to Photoshop those tan lines out of over a hundred pictures.
1: And severe sunburns look so horrible in photos. It, they it, do. It's hard to edit people's skin tones, especially if like one person's sunburnt and the other one isn't. And the editor, you know, you're editing and you're trying to make sure that one person isn't extremely orange. And it's kind of challenging if you have to physically change the skin tone of one person in the photo and not the other.
0: Yeah. So there's just many And another, <laughs> another <laughs> like, tip, another tip, if you're going to be outside within a few days before your shoot and you're wearing sunglasses, you're going to end up with the raccoon eyes.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, so cute. One of my favorite photo shoots that I did at the beach with one of our photographers actually and her boyfriend, we shoot like every year or every other year together. And, um, they really wanted some fun pictures of them playing in the water and like running. As soon as her boyfriend took off his shirt, it looked like he was still wearing one because he works outside. So he He like, his body was, so yeah, it's, it's important to talk about those things in the summertime, not so much in the winter where people aren't exposed to as much sun, but in the winter time, you might want to mention to your client ahead of time, like, if you have any tan lines, try and get rid of them before then, especially like, um, a lot of boys will have hat tan lines or a lot of athletes will have sock tan lines and just, um, give them time to try to get rid of those.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Another one of, my stories from back when I was shooting. I uh, had this family that I was doing a shoot with uh, one time. We walk out on the beach, and as we're walking out there, the the guy, the husband of the lady who booked the shoot, looked at me and said, I'm so glad we're getting this over with because she has not let me out of the condo since we got here because yeah. she didn't want me to get a sunburn. Don't so get
1: sunburned, don't yeah, down, he was. Don't and, and
0: so, so this lady was on top of it. She she realized mm-hmm. the potential for sunburn, and she would not let her husband go fishing, go out to the beach, or do anything until the pictures were over with. So yeah, he was, that's smart. He was very glad that pictures were about to be over with because that meant that he could go outside and enjoy the beach and go on his fishing trip and play golf and all the other things that guys like to do when they're on vacation at the beach.
1: Yeah. Another thing, I think this is probably one of our final points, is um, if you if you live in a southern climate, especially, you get a rain shower almost every day, especially in the month of June. That's true. Sometimes July as well. You can almost always expect showers at some point throughout the day. Sometimes it's like a major thunderstorm that will stick around most of the day. Sometimes it's just one of those 30-minute rains. But most of the time, you can bank on that happening every single day. So. Our, our policy around our office is always, you know, schedule your shoot on, <laughs> early on in your vacation. That way, in case you get rained out, you've got more wiggle room to arrange it. Another policy we have is if it's raining in the morning, it's not raining in the evening. That's kind of an yeah. old wives tale, but it's almost always true. And then another thing is just be flexible. It is always going to rain. It doesn't it mean is. that it's always going to rain during your time. It can, That rain can shut off right at 7.15.
0: Oh, exactly. And you don't
1: know it until, you know, 7.15.
0: It's going to last five or 10 minutes, and then it's going to be all over with. So my advice to anybody who's planning a beach trip this summer, don't panic when you look at your weather app on your phone, and it says that there's a 30 to 40% chance of rain every day. Because if you look at the weather app for the beach, it's going to say, Thirty or forty percent chance of rain every day, Every all day. summer long. That mm-hmm. just means that it is going to rain somewhere in some little small area for about five or ten minutes at some point during the day.
1: And if you shoot for us, if you're a shore shooters photographer, and and you're still new, try really hard to hang on to your shoots until the last minute. I cannot tell you one one personal experience I have is that I called the shoot. I went ahead and called it off because we were about 15 minutes out and it was dumping. And I felt bad for my clients mostly because they were like, do we go to dinner or do we go to the shoot? So I kind of, I felt like I was like letting them off the hook or something. I don't know. So I called the shoot. I go on my back porch. I pour a glass of wine. I'm like, well, dang, I, I guess I'll just have a glass of wine. I'm not gonna be able to shoot tonight. Right at the time that we would have started, it stops raining and this giant rainbow comes out. The weather cools yeah. off. It's like every perfect scenario you could think for pictures. This pink sky—I mean, it's gorgeous. And I'm done. My people are already not going. I'm already. They've already gone mine. to dinner. And all of our our other photographers that stuck it out that night got like the best beautiful pictures. Ever. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I would just remind you that chances are it is not going to rain during sunset. That's just very rare.
0: Yeah. So if you're shooting on the beach and say your shoot is at seven o'clock, sunset is at eight o'clock and you're sitting out there at the beach and it's pouring down rain, don't just give up and leave. Yeah. Because by 7.15, the sun may be back out and you've still got 45 minutes to shoot before the sun goes down. It almost
1: always happens. It almost always happens. And we've been doing this for a long time, so trust us on that. And use that bit of information to convey to your clients. If you shoot with us or if you sh- if you don't shoot with us, either way, I hope you can take that information into your brain and go, okay, now some people I know that have been doing this for years and years swear that it rarely rains when the sun's going down. So hang on to your shoots. It's a scheduling nightmare when you're busy and you have to juggle things around it to is. the rain, especially when it's not really going to rain <laughs> at the time that you need to shoot. So our advice would be to hang on to those shoots. Yeah, Yeah, there
0: you go. Okay. Um, Let's see here. um, Before we wrap up, uh, photographers, we're always looking for new people to join our team. Um, If you know anybody in the Destin, Panama City Beach area, if you live in one of those areas and you'd like to make a little extra money, we could use a few more photographers in those areas. Uh, Just check out shoreshooters.com and uh, look at all the areas where we cover Clearwater, St. Pete. Sarasota area we could use a few more photographers in those areas so um, fill out the application might sound wild.co and Michelle will get back to you and uh, talk to you about possibly being a part of our team
1: if you have any photographer friends that um, visit frequently or spend time or live in um, areas on the East Coast we desperately need um, one or two more photographers in near Hilton Head South Carolina and also the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Yes. Any of those little town. There's the Outer Banks stretches for a long ways. But if you know anyone who lives over on that area, or they even spend a month there, or something like, you know, we we always forget people are mobile these days with RVs and vans. So if you know anyone, or you yourself are interested in trying to spend time somewhere, put that in your application notes that you would want to spend a month there, and you know, hopefully we can get something yeah. scheduled for you.
0: Make it a working vacation. Go to the beach for a month and get paid to shoot for us while you're there. Yeah. And again, that application at Mightsoundwild.co. We also got the shop on there with the uh, Adobe Lightroom presets, uh, lots of merchandise. And so go check that out. And make sure you join us again next Wednesday for another Might Sound Wild podcast.